No ketchup. No ketchup. What's really good, my people? Welcome into No Catch Up Sports Talk via Chicago. I am your host, Sean Little. Big Nick to quit with me as always. NFL Week 10 in the books. Eagles catching L last night on Monday Night Football. We'll talk about that, man. Then we got, of course, Josh Allen leads the league in turnovers or interceptions, I should say, over the last two years, has thrown six picks in the last three weeks. We're going to talk about that. He kind of cut. He threw a couple bad picks in an in a epic game against the Vikings. We'll break that down. And then we'll talk about our non-quarterback MVP. Who is it? Is it Chubb? Is it Jefferson? We'll go into that, break that down. Then we'll move over to the NBA. The West, top three teams in the West are the Portland Trailblazers, the Denver Nuggets, and the Utah Jazz. We'll go into that how big of a surprise that is. Talk about those guys and how well they've been playing. Then we'll talk about uh, the Haw- – I want to talk about the the Atlanta Hawks. That works. I was worried about that coming in. DeJounte Murray has been playing really well. I'm not going to lie. For a second, I thought you were going to talk about the Blackhawks. I was like, hold on. I, was, no, no. I, wasn't, I wasn't ready for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. No, 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 no. No hockey talk. I'm talking about the Atlanta Hawks, Trey, the Trey Young and the boys. And then we'll wrap it up with any other NBA stuff. That is going on, but you already know what time it is. Stay with us. No catch up sports talk, Big Chicago. We're here. Big Nick, Big Nick, Big Nick the Quick. What's good? How we feeling, man? Summer, summer's officially in the books in Chicago, man. I last, heard it's snowing last out week it was, there. Dog. Last week it was 70 degrees. This week it's snowing, man. It's over. Yeah. I hope everybody, hope everybody enjoyed the extra, the extra two and a half months. It was nice to have the extra two and a half months, but I think it's about that time. So <laughs> you guys didn't catch any snow out there? Nah, man, it's been actually really warm out here, dog. Yeah. Uh, it, it, the, it was the, it was cold for the first day for real. Yesterday it was like forty five or something like that. But yeah, it still isn't too too bad from you know. What it doesn't it doesn't get as bad out there as it does in Chicago, right? Like no, nah, extreme it, the extremeness. It really doesn't. It doesn't get as bad. It's nowhere close to like how it is out in the shy. It can't get in the shy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, you know how it goes. It's all good. It's all good. It's light, man. You know, I'm I'm talking about the weather, man. It is what it is, man. The weather. It comes and it goes. Every year. It comes and it goes. And and so do undefeated seasons. We had a question on the betting exchange, a show that I do daily on MSG Networks. Go check it out. 530 Eastern. When was the Eagles' first L going to come? And I was like, man. I don't know, bro. I think it's coming like against Dallas in week 16. Like, that's how confident I was about, you know, what Philly was doing, how they've been the playing. Or the Christmas game, the Christmas Eve game. I think it might have been like the Christmas Eve game. Yeah, yeah. something like that. But like yeah. week 16 is what I picked out. And it came last night against the Taylor Heineke led Washington Commanders. We were talking about the game a little bit back and forth. Going into the game, the only weakness the Eagles have because they're the most balanced team in the NFL, is their run defense is poor. It's not very good. That's that that's what their their uh, their uh, their heel is. Their their Achilles heel. Is that am I saying that right? That's Achilles the Achilles heel. Yeah, Achilles heel. Yeah, I don't know why. I was like, man, I'm tripping right now. Yeah, no, their Achilles heels are run man, defense. Twenty seventh in DVOA on the rush defense side. They gave up forty nine for I believe one fifty or one sixty three last night. 
I'll yeah. double check that. But 49 for 152. Yeah, 49 for 152. I said going into the game, if they wanted to compete with those boys, they had to run it. And they're and the funny part is their weakness was the run. Yeah. Washington. So it was like, I don't care if that's your weakness, you got to stick to it because you have to give less possessions the to weakness, Jalen Hurts. It's the, weakness those guys. On the, it's the weakness on the field, off the field is a whole other story as far as <laughs> commanders and uh, what's going on over there. But we'll leave, we'll leave that yeah, where it we'll is. We'll leave that shout where out, it is. Shout out the District of Columbia. Yes, exactly. So, <laughs> what a wild uh, situation. Brian Robinson Jr., 26 carries. Antonio Gibson at 14 carries. I mean, they were oh. – it's crazy. You know what stands out to me about that real quick, just on yeah. the run in the ball? So it's 49 for 152, which breaks down to three yards a carry, which is absolutely <laughs> yeah. nothing to write it's home terrible, about. Yeah. But if you're Ron Revere, you talk about committing to the run, that is committing to running the football. I don't care if I'm picking up three yards every time I tote this. I mean, their longest run on the game was 11 yards. So uh, three yards per carry. I don't care if that's what we're doing. I'm still running this bitch 49 times because I know that eventually something's got to give. And that even if you're stopping them, Look, running the ball like that, we talk about all the time, it wears down the defense. Nobody wants to face 29, 49 rushes. No defense on earth. And that's what leads to, you know, time of possession, different things like that. And that's how they end up winning that ball game. Well, the secondary – well, when your quarterback's Taylor Heineke, who's been playing really solid. 40 minutes – 40 minutes time of possession for the – you want to call them the skins – for the commanders versus 19 minutes for the Eagles. Can't win if you don't have the ball. You can't – you can't give Jalen Hurts and those guys the ball on <laughs> offense because they'll. You want to talk about getting grinded down? Yeah, that's who will grind you down on offense. So they did a really good job not getting the ball or not keeping the ball in Jalen Hurts' hands and letting Heineke and those guys throw it off play action. McLaurin played really well as well. He had eight catches for like one forty, one forty nine or something like that. Yeah. So, how do you feel about? Uh, I, I'm shocked that people, anyone that has two eyeballs, yeah. is talking about. The commanders potentially going back to Carson Wentz. Yeah, and I think that's crazy too. First off, it's not like Wentz was playing lights out when he was playing for them, right? And they were winning ball games. If you remember, Rivera threw him under the bus right before he got hurt and said the problem with the team is the quarterback. So again, it's not like anybody over there was like, oh yeah, Carson Wentz is the man. He he, he was he was playing well, and it's unfortunate he got hurt. He was not playing well. He was doing Carson Wentz things. He was turning the ball over left and right. Um they got the lucky win against the Bears outside of that. Wentz wasn't really doing anything. And we've been saying here on this show for two years that Tyler, Taylor Heineke is a fine quarterback. He's not going to light the world on fire. He's not someone that, you know, will look five years from now and be like, oh, yeah, he's the man. But as far as, yeah. look, with, with some of the quarterback play that we see week in and week out and that we have seen over the last couple of years and some of these guys that you continue to see under center, um, Taylor Heineke is fine. You can win ball games with Tyler Heineke. They have shown you can win ball games with Taylor Heineke. And if you look at it, um, and this is why I replied to your tweet yesterday, the team is behind him. The guys love Taylor Heineke. Like when they get wins, they're big up in Taylor. He's fired up. He's doing the fist bump. He's celebrating after the uh the rough in the passer call. He's drinking bush light on the plane. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, I didn't see that. He was just <laughs> Yeah, they did the same thing they did with Kirk last week with the chains and all that. They did it with Heineke, but Heineke, dog, you got to see this video. I should have sent it to you. I thought you had seen it. No, I didn't see that. He's drinking beers on the plane. He's drinking Bush Light, and next to him he has one of those like you know those little like igloo coolers, little soft pouch ones, and it has like six Bush Lights in it. 
and he's Amazing. drinking one, he's drinking one on the plane. So like obviously he's a real ass dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's drinking, yeah. he's drinking bush, but no, the guys are behind him. And I, yeah, it should not be a conversation at all. And if you're them, why would you even go back to Wentz? It's not like he, you're planning on him being your guy next year. Like there's no way you're moving forward with Carson Wentz next year. Um, the only reason I could see them going back is that Rivera's like an old school guy doesn't lose his job to injuries type guy. You know what I mean? But listen, yeah, man, the but results on the field that. are different. And now you're in the hunt. You're five and five. Yeah, no, nah, man. We're not going back to Buddy. <laughs> Why would we do that? Do you – can we – hold on. Let, I tweeted this as well. Taylor Heineke has some, like, really fun wins on his resume. Like he goes up to Philly. Right? He goes up to Philly and beats – uh, an undefeated Philadelphia team who had their best start of all time at 8 0. He he was in Green Bay, or not in Green Bay, but he beat Aaron Rodgers last week. Two weeks or maybe ago. that was two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. He doesn't he have a playoff win against um Tom Brady? I, know I, just make, I don't know if they won that, but I know he started a playoff game. He he no, he did last year. Sure. Last year he started a playoff game. No, look that up for me. He has a win <laughs> against Tom Brady, I think. Where I, don't, I just I might have just made up that it was in the playoffs, but he has a win against Tom Brady. Sure, that was like he's winning the games that he has no business even competing in. Absolutely, and it's a team game, and I understand that. Look that up for me on who, if it was, if it was uh, him. No, they beating. lost. They lost thirty-one twenty-three. But uh, Heineke threw for three hundred six yards, had a touchdown, and now they ran for another touchdown on twenty-six of forty-four passes against Brady. Yo, though, yo. He, yeah, he's a gamer, man. Yeah, like, the guy's a fucking gamer. Like, I, yeah, I like him, man. I like, I like Heineken. He has that face from, like, the 1950s. Yes. Like he <laughs> Ugly as shit. If he's you got, look at like, it. Yeah. He's got a coal miner's face. <laughs> he's got, he's got, he's got that. Like, you would have seen it in one of those old pictures with dust all over his no, face. If, pushing yes. A yeah. If you look at Taylor Heineke's grill, and he looks like he should have the helmet on with no face mask. He looks like he, he drinks wears, bush light on the plane. Where, Wearing like the tucked in old jersey with holding yeah. the, the leather rock with, with no laces on it type dude. When it's I seen him with really the bush, funny. when I seen him with the bush and the igloo cooler, I was like, this guy's different, man. Like I you can tell the guys get behind him. But no, man, like, yeah, face jokes aside, like dude's a gamer, man. He, he's tough. Like, yeah. obviously, nothing that they do is pretty. That team doesn't have enough talent to grind out pretty wins. Um, but man, he makes big play after big play. He makes plays when they matter. I forget which game it was. It might have been the Green Bay game or one of their other wins that they had. And he, was, I think you and I were texting. We're just like, yo, this guy is just making plays down the stretch. He's fine. Yeah. Like, he's fine. You know what I mean? So, like, for a team like that, um, who obviously needs to find a long-term solution at quarterback within the next year or two, why not stick with him? Why would you go back to Wentz? Again, it's not like Wentz was playing well. It's not like Wentz inspires confidence in his teammates. That's always been an issue with Wentz. And also, look, if you are in the hunt at 5-5, five and five, um, you're not out of this thing yet. It's not like Wentz is a good pressure quarterback either. All we've seen is Wentz fold under pressure. So, yeah, stick with this guy, Heineke. The boys are behind him. Um, shout out Ron Rivera. I've been saying, I told you earlier on in the year, Ron Rivera is a professional. Professional, yeah, he's professional. A, he's an eight win, nine win guy for sure. In a, ter in a terrible situation like that, which again, if you just Google Washington Commanders, if you've been under a rock the last week, um, or really the last couple of years with this team, <laughs> like they need some professionalism on the football field. They're gonna play hard for that guy. They're gonna grind out wins. Um, and yeah, man, I just thought the game plan was excellent. But yeah, no reason you should even consider going to car. You shouldn't even dress Carson Wentz. So there's no thought. A big yeah, no, to like play him. for real, but he, he he's he's a fucking guy's a, a cancer, dude. 
He sucks. Yo, we talked about – I was talking about this with my guy EC. Everything – think about the stuff that has happened since the Colts and Carson Wentz lose that game to the Jags yeah. and don't make the playoffs. Because if you go back and look at Carson's numbers, they're not that – he didn't have that bad of a year. He just got in spots where he folded up like Carson Wentz has done throughout his career. But think about this. If well, they he, couldn't, don't, he couldn't beat Jacksonville at home to get to think the playoffs. About this. <laughs> if they don't lose – if they win, if they beat the Jags, they get into the playoffs. Who knows if they win a playoff game after that, whatever. But he's still in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Frank Wright probably still has a job. They never go get Matt Ryan. We're watching they, Jeff Saturday today on Get Up. We're watching Jeff Saturday today <laughs> on Get Up. They like the whole that whole situation is crazy. Like yeah. who knows who ends up playing quarterback for the Commanders because they they don't go and get Wentz. And the, the domino effect that happened after that loss against the Jags to get into the playoffs is is kind of wild. Take it back further than that. He is a domino effect guy. Go back to Philadelphia. He's in the middle of an MVP year. He gets hurt. Foles comes in, steps in. Wins the Super Bowl, right? Next year, Wentz gets hurt again. Foles comes back in. They end up drafting Jalen Hurts in the second round as an insurance policy for Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz doesn't play well. They go to Hurts, never go back to Wentz, can decide to stick with Jalen Hurts, and now Jalen Hurts is an MVP candidate. So you can go back for a while with Carson Wentz. I even think him coming in with some what if shit. Um, if I, if I don't recall, wasn't wasn't Vic there when they when they drafted him? Who knows? I mean, you can go back, but yeah, but it's it's like situations get better when he's not around, except for the Colts thing. The Colts is obviously a dumpster fire in general, but yeah, man, get that guy out of there, man. And then look, he sucks. Like yeah, and sucks. the other thing is he's not that good. Yeah, he's just not good. Yeah, hundred percent. All right, let's switch over to uh, Josh Allen because this is my guy. My bad, my eyes are watering. Um, but this is my guy. I love Josh Allen. I think he is sensational, but he has had uh bad few weeks. Like, let's just keep it 100. Last three weeks, he's had six picks. <laughs> he's turning the ball over. And I, the one thing I do want to highlight is I know we think this guy is Terminator and he's a tank. He is taking too many hits. I'm going to tell you right now. No one's talking about that. Everyone's Trump. talking about him turning the ball over. This dude takes way too many shots and is too reckless with his body. That's the bottom line. You see him trying he, to tackle with his uh, with his injured shoulder the he, other day. He he's throwing, <laughs> and then when he's elbow. throwing interceptions, he's trying to make like big hits on the return. Yeah. It's like relax a little bit, big dog. Like I know you want to make every play. Would you say that's the issue? He's just taking on too much, trying to make every single play every single drive because that's so, what he feels like needs to be done. Someone, uh, man, who was it? I, th- I want to say it was maybe Orlovsky yesterday was talking about, and they say with him, it, it, you got to have this conversation. You got to tell him to kind of take it back a little bit, but you don't want to go too far because that's what makes him who he is. Yeah, like exactly. that belief, that confidence, that ability to say, hey, I can make any throw. It's almost like Mahomes, right? Where, but you don't really see Mahomes make these kind of mistakes. Um, Man, the hit shit 100%. He has to learn how to slide. He has. To I've never seen him slide. Off. He doesn't and slide. I, and I get that he's the biggest dude out there, but I put this in the group chat the other day. He needs to look at some Cam Newton film. Cam Newton was also the biggest guy out there. But by year eight, nine, his body was completely right. done. And now he's out the league at like age 32. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, you might be the biggest dude out there, but those dudes on defense are big and fast and strong too. And when they get an opportunity to hit you, they're 100%. They're going to light you up. You're the quarterback. You're a target. 
Um, you cannot be taking shots like that, especially when you're already injured. So, yeah, 100%, that's a major issue. Um, the forcing it, definitely a major issue. I forget which pick it was on Sunday, but one of those was absolutely egregious. Um, and the final, this, the final one. And this team in the second half, they're just they're not a good second-half team. Like, they can jump out early on you, but in the second half, they fall apart. And you've seen it now for, what, three weeks in a row? Well, the defense is banged up really badly. We, <laughs> the secondary is in shambles. We get that. Both their safeties have missed significant time all year. They're still putting up points. The fumble it's, in the red zone? The fumble in the red zone, he – yeah, the the drop the snap. Yeah, that's – yeah, the whole – there's a lot. I mean, he hasn't been playing really well. He's been turning it over, and he's, he, and he's said that. I just – I don't know if I have any conversations with him. I just say, yo, like he knows, he knows what he asked. I don't know. It's a tough, I, I don't know. Cause like you said, I wouldn't have any conversations cause I don't want him to start altering the way he plays the game. But Orlovsky made a really good point on get up on that last pick to Pat Peterson. He stepped up in the pocket and he kind of double pump. He kind of pumps and reloads. And he, the reason Orlovsky was saying that he pumped was because it's like he knew he wasn't supposed to be throwing that ball. Yeah. He needs to start taking a check down in those types of spots. So his instincts are there. He's just trying to force it. But I don't know, man. I don't. I don't know how you ask a guy who does everything for you to not 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 try to do stuff. So he's been tumbling on the MVP ladder. Our guy Eli got him at the top of the board. <laughs> the right the week before he got he turned his elbow. Our guy Eli, shout out, shout out our boy EJ, locked it in for the for the MVP. But right now he's plus five hundred. Two is plus five hundred. Jalen's plus six hundred. Lamar's plus twelve hundred. Two is surge is crazy. Patrick Mahomes is the leader at plus one twenty. Yeah, yeah, two and nine. Um, Sufficient. Look well, and also in that situation though, man, like. I don't know. I mean, you, you, you're in field goal range. Like, you got to take care of the football there. Like, you can't you can't turn the ball over in that situation. So, yeah, I get where you're like, hey, we don't want to – you don't got to have a conversation where you're trying to tell them, like, hey, man, we don't want you to be you. But you also got to have the conversation where, like, look, man, when you're in that situation – who said it? When you're when you're in the red zone, it's either touchdown or check Touch, down. Touchdowns or check down. Touchdown or check downs. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. You, can't, you can't throw red zone interceptions. And remember, that was his thing. For a while, he was like the greatest red zone quarterback in the history of the NFL. Last year. Yeah, yeah. The greatest red zone quarterback in the history of the NFL. So you can't make those mistakes there. So, like, yeah, it is check down or touchdown. You can't force anything. You can't turn the ball over. You can't take chances because you can't leave points on the table, especially in that game. Now, a I lot actually of love that. I love yeah, that. Touchdown love that or check touchdown down. or check down. That's it. If it's not there, check it down, dog. Yeah, Tom That's Brady's it. been living and dying by that for 25 years in the NFL. Um, so if it's not there, you can't take the chances. It's a, it's a different part of the field because mistakes leave points on the board. You know what I mean? And they needed those points in that situation. So, yeah, I mean, I think you do have to have a conversation with them. You have to keep coaching. You're still trying to get over the hump. This is not – he's not a Super Bowl winner. This isn't Tom. You know what I mean? This isn't a guy who who under – you know, you're, you're still coaching Josh Allen. You're still going through his developments. You still have – mountains you got to get over and you can't stop coaching him because he's gotten you this far especially when again you look at the last couple weeks um and really going back to that kansas city game which i understood they won but in the second half they weren't doing anything um in that ball game so they've they've had a tough time here man this thing can get away from you quick also knowing 
that the last thing that you want to do, the last I thing that you want to do, I already know what you're going to say, and, thing, and I agree with you. The 100%. last thing you want to do is find yourself in KC Mo in the playoffs. You don't want to go there. You, you want them coming upstate. There, you want everybody coming upstate. You don't want to leave Orchard Park. All right. You want everybody coming coming to Brave the Storm. You find yourself Facts. checking into MCI. I was just there three weeks ago. If your baggage tag says MCI, you're in trouble, buddy. <laughs> all right. Facts. <laughs> if you if you're you pulling up to there. the airport and it says destination MCI, you already know. You you it's gonna be tough it's to get a be, W. It's gonna be no tough. Question. It's gonna be very, very very tough for you so knowing that and that's kind of why i was conflicted on whether or not he even should have played this week because it's like all right if he has this tommy john thing like you really can't risk him but at the same time you let's can't talk lose about that game. for a second let's so. talk about that for a second <clears throat> for a guy that allegedly needs tommy john i don't know what they what they hit him with but pre-game yeah. he looks completely fine Threw him, he's throwing the ball with tons of velocity. They hit him with that Balco. They hit him with <laughs> I don't know what they hit him with. They got him with that Balco. <laughs> the regenerative, the regenerative yeah. shot, or whatever. Yeah. Clear. He looked <laughs> an Armstrong. Hit him with that arm, that tour de France. That Landis. <laughs> no, like he looked fine. His that elbow, Pettit. I was like, this guy has an elbow injury. He's throwing his joint all over the place. So that Andy, that Andy Pettit. That was it. <laughs> with that joint. That Roger Clemens joint. That Clemens, dude. That Clemens, man. With that oh, Clemens. Man, that that's funny. Right, bro. Nah, right. nah, take nah, take nah, one of these. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Might burn a little bit, but you'll be all right. Uh, that's funny, man. And just so we're clear, we're not saying Josh Allen on the yeah, juice. No, but not yeah, at all, man. He, he his elbow looked good I, across the board. I was shocked by going into the game. They were talking about him not playing. I thought it would be an issue, and he it didn't look like an issue. Didn't look like too whatsoever. Much of an issue to me. So yeah, that was the big key coming into the year. It was like these guys have to go through Orchard Park. They don't want to go to Kansas City. They've already seen that movie. Anything can happen over there. Anything. Let's make sure and it goes it through Orchard Park. None of it good. Let's make <laughs> yeah. sure it goes through Orchard Park. New York, and right now they're third in the division. Yeah. So it's a long way to go, but that's going to be something to keep an eye on if they don't get the number one seed and get get the bye. You know, we, we, we haven't even talked about the bye, the, bye, the whole bye situation. Yeah. So that extra game adds in such another wrinkle of, uh, like, you know what I mean? Like, you're not wrapping anything up early. Yeah. Um, it could be, yeah. It could be a, it could be a, you know, we've seen teams get hot too, and you want to—you don't want to play that buy. You don't want to have so, that buy when you're rolling. But yeah, it's it's week ten, and I feel I need to do this finally. Okay, let's give it up to the Minnesota Vikings, man. <laughs> losing, lose, win, win, time? winning games that they have lost repeatedly over the last couple of years. They—they they, they were one of the worst close uh, close game teams in the NFL, I think, over the last two years under uh, what's my guy's name, Zimmer. Yeah. Now one of the new was it Connolly? Is that his name? I don't even know the Kevin Connolly. Yeah, Connolly. Yeah, that's it. Is that Kevin Connolly? Pretty sure or it's Kevin. It's Kevin Connolly. Yeah, something Connolly or another. Um, and Kirk Cousins. Hey, look, man! Shout out to them. Kirk with that egregious pick the other day. It happens. We knew he. We knew at some point Kirk was going to Kirk. And Kevin O'Connell. Kevin, Kevin Connolly's our, our boy from uh, Entourage. Right? Entourage. I knew, I knew one of them was the Entourage. <laughs> yeah. Shout, shout out Kevin. Shout out. Yeah. Dude. Shout out E, yeah, shout out, e. shout out Kevin O'Connell though. Um, yeah, 
Yeah, look, man, uh, we knew Kirk was going to have one, but it didn't end up costing them the game. These are the games that the Vikings have been losing over the last couple of years. We can't trash them for being the Vikings and not give them their flowers when they're winning. They're atop the NFC right now, tied with the Eagles. Yeah. Um, that's Only a good, losses that's a, to the Eagles. That's a good football team. Justin Jefferson is playing at a different level. If you watch the end of that game, if you watch the fourth quarter, he was far and away the best player on the field. The catch that he made, I texted you guys as soon as he made that catch. Oh, that's the best catch I've ever seen in my entire life, especially in the situation. I think it was, what, fourth and 13? Um, just ridiculous catch. The fact that he came down with that, high-pointed it with one hand over a defender. Um, and that team's playing well, man. They're, they're playing well. That's a, that's a good team. They're going to win the division. Um, good team. So shout-out them. Shout-out Kirk Cousins for playing winning football. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't argue with you. I We've hesitated for too long, man. We haven't, been, we haven't even it's talked about it's not even about hesitating. It's more just – I think sometimes I'll, I'm always thinking, like, big picture down the road, like who's going to win the NFC, who can really win it. Still don't know if I'm there with them. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, I, I, I believe – You've been burned before. I've been burned before. I'll, be, I'll, I'll, I'll bet on the Vikings. I think it's interesting that they're a small underdog against the Cowboys here coming up this week. That line opened at plus two for Minnesota. In, in Minnesota or in – I believe it's in Minnesota. So that's interesting with coming off the L for the for the for the Cowboys, but we know how Kirk gets down on pressure, and that that's that's the team that's the team that could get it on you. Is, well, it's the prime it's the Cowboys. prime time it's the prime time game. It's a Sunday. It's America's game of the week. America's game America's of the game week. Of the week. <laughs> <laughs> that's the fifth prime time slot. So that's interesting. We'll see how how they come off there. Dallas is going to be in a bounce back spot coming off a loss, a bad loss in Green Bay, blowing a fourteen point lead in the fourth quarter. So we'll see what they do there. But how different do you think it is with them? And I mean, look, and I, I, I'm I'm fine saying this. I know that you uh, you have a you have a man crush on Rogers, so maybe you're not there yet. But <laughs> how different is it playing with playing knowing that you don't have the pressure of anybody else in this division? Or do you think they're even thinking about that? Or I don't know. That's a good question. I well, I guess well, well, first of all, there's so many games clear. I don't think they're thinking about the division. I think they've yeah. passed. I think they believe they're going to win the division. And Packer were four and at, six, and they're eight and one, right? So they're yeah. four games back. Yeah. How to how to win or get the best slot they can oh, in? Cool. Yeah, of course, in the NFC. I know this man. I, I, I this is how quick the NFL changes. I heard someone talking. This was on the train on my way to New York, or on my way to Manhattan, I should say, and they said. He's talking to the dude next to him, and he goes, "Is are the Buccaneers the team to beat in the NFC? And will the Bills be able to win a playoff game?" That was his like two. I'm like, wow, two Sweet weeks ago. Week. I, I don't. I mean, I'm not. I'm just listening. I don't say anything to this dude. I'm just listening. Right. Couple weeks go by. Now the Bucks are the team to beat in the NFC potentially. This is what this guy said, and. We're worried about Buffalo being able to win a, one game in the playoffs. It's like this shit turns quickly. You just got to see the board with the clear eyes, especially if you're you're betting on these games week to week. Don't overreact to anything that happens on a week to week basis. But let me let me, yeah, let me ask you one, one, la one last question on the Vikings, then just to kind of gauge where you're at. All right, I'm going to yeah. go by the division winners. Could would the Vikings beat this team? Assuming the Vikings have home field advantage, would they beat this? That's division That's a big winner? point. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay, then maybe they wouldn't for this one then. Could they go to Lincoln Financial then and no. win a uh, win a playoff game against the Eagles? No. What about the Giants at home? Yes, of course. The Giants right. are a fraud. Uh oh, uh oh. You gotta go outside today. I mean, that's I'm just it's just the truth. Home field matters big time in this one, Seattle. If they're in in Minnesota, could it be Seattle in a playoff game? In Minnesota, yeah. I, I it's I'm gonna tell you right now. If they played right now today in the playoffs and the game was in Minnesota, that line is three and Isn't it's not where, moving. Was it against Seattle where they shanked that kick? Which the one? Minnesota kicker. Way was back in the against, day. Yeah, like five, six, seven years ago, maybe. Oh, you're talking about Blair Walsh? Yeah, Blair Walsh. Wasn't that against the uh, That was against Seattle. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the Blair Walsh kick, yeah. Right right now, that line would be three, like on a neutral type of thing, maybe two and a half, and it would be a really close game. I would I'd purely take Minnesota just because the game was in uh, – In Seattle. In, in Seattle, you're taking Seattle. If that game, game is in Seattle, I'm on the Seahawks. <laughs> okay. And then uh, – Which is interesting because now you have to for, – don't forget about the Seahawks – how many rookies they're playing on the defensive side of the ball? For sure. Now, in and the on, playoffs. And on offense. Kenneth yeah. Walker. I mean, they're relying yeah. on rookies. Well, Walker, I don't care about the running back being a rookie. But I'm talking yeah. about, like, DBs and DBs shit like sure. that. Yeah. That's going to be something interesting to follow when it gets in big playoff. Like, playoff on the Justin road. Jefferson. Yeah, like, that's going to be a Thielen. different. Yeah, that's going to be a different atmosphere. And so, uh, Hawkinson. It, it'll be interesting to see. Because like I, I think the Seahawks are legitimate, but that's that'll be something to keep an eye on with rookies that's a good, playing that's a in good big, point. And then in big last, spots like that. Last Tampa Bay, <laughs> Tom Brady, Tom Brady versus Kirk Cousins. Could you go against Tom Brady against Kirk Cousins in a playoff game <laughs> in Minnesota? In in indoors and in, in anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's that's the, that's well that's Atlanta, the thing. Yeah. That's why what are we? That's why we're not talking about them because it's like any eight and one team. Typically, you're like, yeah, I got, I'll take them. They're still like well, you, you're still you're taking still on the five and five bucks against them. So I guess they that's, have a, that's, that's the Vikings a roster. Like for example, if you swapped Kirk and Aaron Rodgers, that team wins the Super Bowl. <laughs> like right. that's how talented that roster is in Minnesota. So Especially saying, on the you're offensive, saying, you're saying Kirk's the problem. Kirk holds them back. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. He's the he's. Well, is he not the weakest link on that offensive team? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like Dalvin Cook's a great back. They have, they're loaded at the wide receiver position. That the, they're a big the the skill they have around him is a big reason why he's been able to play as solid as he's played. No question. Yeah. You couldn't. I don't think, hey, man. If you put Kirk Cousins in a situation that doesn't have that much talent and a, and a good young offensive coach, <laughs> we already is, know. we've seen it before, Mediocre. right? Yeah, so mediocre. He's able to thrive because they have a lot of talent on the edge matters. Like, simple as that. So, so long story short, I'm going to give How about this? How about this? How, hey, on the Vikings on. is a six. I'm going to tell you this. That's a strong you put, six. You put Kirk Cousins on the on the Packers, Yeah, they have, they have one or two wins. And they only have four, so yeah. I mean, but like, but but I'm talking about like they'd be getting mashed. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They they would they wouldn't be doing anything on offense. I mean, they're not doing anything now. But they put up more than nine honest, against the Lions. No, it'd be seven. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers worth two points in two. But what I'm what I'm telling you, man, if you if you were to put Aaron Rodgers on the Vikings, for fucking forget it. Justin Jefferson. Speaking of non-quarterback MVPs. Justin Jefferson yeah. might be the MVP. You swap out, you swap out Kirk Cousins and Aaron Rodgers. But talk to me about your non-quarterback MVP. I just went through the list. 
just so we're clear, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. The first eight people on the list <laughs> yes, are quarterbacks. Of course. So all the way down to Tom Brady at plus five thousand. Don't even tell me who's ninth, because yeah, well, okay, who is ninth uh, actually? Because I went over to my guy. Okay, yeah, Tyree kills that. Is wow. nine at plus five thousand. Then we got Geno, Justin Herbert. Then we got Justin Jefferson. It's who's actually, your? It's actually disrespectful that I didn't consider Tyree Kill. Yeah, that's okay. Oh yeah, go ahead. So give me yours. You're not. I, I think. I think for me. So it came down to two guys, and I had to. I had to go with uh, with Derrick Henry. I think we're long overdue at this point. They're six and three. They're first in their division. Tannehill. Tannehill came back, right? Or is he still out? Tannehill came back. Tannehill came back, but they had to play two games with Malik Willis, who absolutely, positively is not ready to play quarterback in the NFL. And all you have to do is go back and look at that. Was it the Sunday night game uh, that they played? Oh, was that Sunday yeah. night or a Monday night? That was a Sunday night game, right? No, Sunday night, yeah. Yeah, guys just – Mother was too big. Yeah, like way too big. He was trying to – he looked at <laughs> one read and just run. <laughs> Tucking around. It was just too big, too fast. Um, and during that time, they obviously rode really, really, really relied on Derrick Henry. He's got 940 yards, eight touchdowns, averaging 4.7 yards per carry. He is 100% their offense, has been their offense for four years as this team has been really good. And without them, this is – you want to talk about teams that have one or two wins. This is a one or two win ball club without Derrick Henry. So for me, it was close between him and Saquon. Um, but I decided to give the edge to Derrick Henry in this situation because I just think he's just it, – it, it's different. You watch late-game situations that they have a lead, forget about it. Yeah, uh, I, I I feel you, but I, I had to go with Cheetah Tyreek Hill. The, the elevation that Tua, Tua is able to do – Tua is in an awesome situation. The offense that they're running over there is all is uh is sensational. Next level, the amount of motion and pre-snap stuff that McDaniels runs for him, or is it McDaniel? McDaniels, McDaniel. We talked about this. It's McDaniel. Yeah. McDaniel runs the black dude. Runs yeah, the, for- the brother is McDaniel. Remember, <laughs> the white boys plural. The brother is singular. We talked about this. We got to cover this last week. The amount of motion and offense that McDaniel runs for Cheetah and Tua and to get those guys open is awesome. The, the, Cheetah the, is like a wet dream for Mike McDaniel, right? Yes. Like, it's just like, it's, oh, my God. Yes, <laughs> the things amazing. I can do. Yeah. Listen to this. This is his project. Right now, he has 81 catches for 1,100 yards, four touchdowns. He's projected to have 138 catches. For 1,952 yards and seven touchdowns. That's Tyree Kill's projected numbers. Could go over 2,000 yards with the extra ball game. So I got to go Tyree Kill just because the impact that he's made on that offense has been ridiculous. So let me ask you this, and I, yeah. I have no argument with that at all. Um, this is There's no real right or wrong in this, right? Yeah. If you Which player, which team gets worse if you take that guy off? What do you mean? So who's worse, the Dolphins without Tyreek or the Titans without um, Derrick Henry? Huh. Well, I I believe in Mike McDaniel so much, the brother, and that's calling the plays in Miami, that I would have to say Derrick Henry, right? I think that they have enough weapons over there with Waddle and Gasicki that they could make it work. Gasicki's a Gasicki nice. solid, he's bro. Solid, real solid. Yeah, Gasicki's solid. So they have enough weapons over there where they can keep it rolling. 
if you take Derrick Henry off of the – what's the thing? Ryan Tannehill's bad, in my opinion. He's not very good. I think in a lot of opinions. He gets – extraordinarily worse when you if you take derrick henry off the field like like exponentially exponentially worse. <laughs> like for, force so, multiply <laughs> yes the the fact that you have to worry so much about henry and ryan Tannehill does a lot of his damage off play action yes that yeah derrick henry is more important to the titans no question okay. all, across the board but they're both such big time weapons it's like taking yeah. – it's like, you know what? It's a perfect situation. It's it's just like if you took Saquon Barkley right now off of the Giants, They're Daniel terrible. Jones, yeah. like, is in bad shape. I think those are your top – those got to be your top three guys, right? Henry, Hill, Barkley. Um, yeah. Again, no, no wrong answer. You said Hill's on, on pace for 143 catches, so that would be tied for third most in a single season. Yeah, 138. 138. Okay, so yeah. that would be fourth, fourth most. It's Michael Thomas – that Michael Thomas year, no one was, talks about, by the way. It's insane. He Cooper had like, Cup in 149. Yeah. It's, can't guard Mike. Cooper can't Cup, guard Mike at Cooper Cup had 145. Is that last year? Yeah, 145? 145. Um, in 2002, had 143. <laughs> <laughs> so he'd be, he'd be right behind for 138. <laughs> no, I'm not playing. For those, for those who don't know what we're talking about, you need to go look up a guy yeah. that played wide receiver for the Colts oh. one day or another and has a son that plays wide receiver Blankety at Ohio Blank State He's at the moment. Yeah. Um, and we if don't. you don't know why, you shouldn't say this 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 gentleman's name. That's right. Don't type it in the don't type it in your browser, but go ask somebody face to face. Make hey. sure nobody's recording. Turn the music up like in the mob movies and, yeah. <laughs> and then and if, ask. Don't don't go to West, don't go to West Philly. <laughs> Listen, don't bro. Go, don't you go think to it's West a game Philly too. and ask I, about this guy. You think it's a game? We don't say we don't even say it. Like I'm not even playing. I'm not I wouldn't be caught dead, literally. <laughs> I'm good. Go bro. look it up. Go get on the internet. You used to Yo, play it, it's crazy, like how he does like he's one of the most prolific wide receivers in the history of the NFL. <laughs> somebody commented in the somebody commented the shooter. <laughs> Chill. I delete that. It's a, it's a, <laughs> Chill. Talk. I got kids. Okay. If you this is hilarious. So if you guys don't know what we're talking about, go look up uh a prolific wide receiver that played for the Colts that has a son on Ohio State. That should be plenty, yeah. plenty of for, for you to figure out. So not Reggie out. Wayne. Shot not Reggie, <laughs> and it's not Reggie Wade, correct? It's not Austin Collins. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not Dallas Clark. All right, Dallas. Leave, no, shout we'll, out Dallas we'll Clark. Leave it there. <laughs> oh man, oh man. So yeah, I got to go with Tyreek Hill, my non-quarterback MVP. He uh, he's been sensational. I'm not mad at Derrick Henry or Saquon. So not at all. Love we'll it. leave it that. We'll leave it at that. All right. Do we got? Uh, do we got five for Fields? Yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. Of course. Field yeah. Love Fest. Yes, talk uh, to me. Man, so great. 30 point L's. I love it. Love it. Hey, look, it's just great. It's just, it, I, I don't remember waking up every week feeling like this, ready to watch the Chicago Bears, not caring about our win or lose, just knowing that I got a guy. We have a guy, man. We got a guy at the quarterback position. We got a guy that's making plays. We got a guy with 60-yard touch. We got a guy who's actually unguardable right now. And just wait till the talent around him is upgraded the defense is disgusting 
Actually, disgusting defensively is what I would call us. But um, on offense, man, like, you know, the Chicago Bears lead the NFL in points over the last month. Yeah, he yes. We're the most we're a juggernaut. I already we're said juggernaut that. on offense. We're a juggernaut on offense. <laughs> Offensively, we're a juggernaut. We're putting up 30 left and right. Week to week, we're putting up 30 points and losing. Those are perfect L's to me. I, I know that there's people out there that are talking about losing affects a quarterback. And no. What affects the quarterback more is not having any talent yeah. and having to do everything <laughs> yeah. itself. Yeah. That's what it, he's yeah. he'll, he'll forget about losing games year two. He's learning a lot more than he's lo- like he's getting affected by losing some of these games. So and if he's we're checking scoring every box, baby. And this is the thing. This is not short fields, um defense scoring touchdowns. The offense is putting together drives and he's making plays and scoring touchdowns. Scoring this drives. is this is not the defense making making stuff easy for the offense and we're going in and scoring points. We're making 10, 12 play drives and finishing them off with TDs. We haven't seen that from the Chicago Bears or a Bears quarterback in a long, long time. So and a there's third people, down we're lethal. There's th- there's people talking about he he's not throwing the ball well enough, and in the fourth quarter they went one. The team, the Shut roster up. stinks. Shut up. Who's he throwing Didn't the ball we, to? Shut up. Yes. Th- we just talked about how much. Who is that? Like Weirer ro- and those guys? Yeah, bro. They're it's ridiculous. Clowns. Listen, man. All these all these dinosaurs that have been around forever that don't bring. Uh, oh, shut up. Shut up. Yeah, I don't want to hear any of that, dude. If you, There's no way you can watch Justin Fields over the last four or five games and come away with negativity. Facts. Understanding who he's playing around. Understand who he's throwing the ball to. Understand who's protecting him. Like, come on, man. These guys are bums. He's throwing it. We were excited about the return of Byron Pringle. <laughs> what are we doing? What? what, what, what? <laughs> yeah. Get no, out of here facts. with this shit, man. Facts. Listen, the kid is making plays. He's running when he needs to run. He's throwing when he needs to throw. He's out here pointing out receivers in the field and making plays on third down. Come on, he's man. He's making we plays. 30, we put up 30 points again. We're leading the NFL in scoring over the last month. What else do you want? We've been we've been begging for points in this town for thirty years. No question. Come on, man. I'm sick. Of these people. Come on, man. No. What, no what, what else do you need to see? The defense is fucking brutal. Yeah, I agree. I I think we're we're literally we have an opportunity to set ourselves up. Remember when the remember when the Bulls could have really tanked, mm-hmm. and Luca was Luca was literally Luca was on the board. And we fucked around and won like nine straight or some shit. And people were happy. We, we won like nine of 11. Uh, uh, Nikola was going crazy. Yeah. He had like this insane stretch where we won like nine of 10 games. That wasn't, people, that, that wasn't during Luca though. Luca came before, way before the Bulls got Vooch. But I remember what exactly what you're No, talking. no, not Vooch. Um, Bobby Portis hit him in the Oh, 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 Miritich. Miritich went ballistic. Going and he, ballistic, yeah. Going he, he, they won like 9 of 11. And they're like, oh, the Bulls, they're playing well. <laughs> this is great. And it's like, you guys are so blind because we should be losing all these games with an opportunity for a guy like Luka Doncic on the board. Trey Young is on the board. There's a, there was a lot of ch- changers, franchise changers, yeah. that we missed out on and ended up picking seventh, of course. And we know how that goes. This Luka is the same. Was that the Laurier? Was that the Laurier? Um, it's it's either Laurie or Wendell, one of the two. I can't remember. It might have been Laurie, Wendell, or Kobe. It was, I think it was Wendell. I think you're right. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure it's Wendell. So, this is this, this, that's the spot, though. That's that's how it looks to me. 
We sh- I, 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 I'm so happy to lose 30-point offensive explosions, and we lose them, and we just climb up the draft board. In a perfect world, we would show up in the NFL draft with a top-five pick, a trillion dollars in cap space, which it looks like we're going to have, and then we go let Poles fill out the roster as he sees fit, and we show up next year with basically a brand-new football team. Yeah, with, with a quarterback that has experience, with the few guys that we're going to keep in Claypool, Mooney, Komet, Juice Herbert, Juice. like that's what like that's the perfect situation. And for people that don't see that, I don't really understand it. Why are you're worried about the Bears losing in a season where we were never going to win? Yeah, I don't know. Sure. I just the don't Vikings, get it. The Vikings are eight and one. We're not. We're not getting in. We're I not just getting don't, in NFC playoff spot. We literally. We yeah. We gain nothing by winning these football games. I don't and, understand. And I saw some people tweeting like, "Oh, if you look at the free agent class, it's weak." It's like, listen, the bear. You're looking at the top. The Bears aren't necessarily going to say, "Give us the top free agent in every single position." When you have 30, 35 spots to fill, like a lot of these guys are for lack of better term, filler, right? But, like, you need a lot of filler. So, like, that money isn't just to pay the number one defensive end or the number one re- – they're talking about that with the receiver. Like, look at the receivers on the board. I said, number one, receivers, receivers are available. Are receivers are available in trade every single year, right? So you can go out and you can trade for one. Number two, yeah, I get it. Um, Who was my man's that they had that's available? You support Ray, – or not Rager, Algalore, right? Algalore yeah, is better I mean, than any receiver we have on our, on our roster not named Claypool or Moody, right? But – you're talking about filling out multiple different positions. That's where that money's going to go. So, yeah, man, trust the process. This is exactly how you want it to this go. Is, these are and perfect if, Sundays for and me. And we end up with a top five pick and some quarterback thirsty team that thinks they can get C.J. Stroud or thinks that they can get uh, yeah, we uh, move one back. of these guys. We move back and we get multiple picks. Yeah, I agree. I'm with and you 100%. You still get a good player. So, I'm going yeah. to be – I'm going to the – I'm going to Bears-Jets. So I went to the Giants game. Now I got to go to Bears Jets in a couple weeks here at the Meadowlands. I actually might wait. I might not even be in town now that I say that. Oh, actually, no. I'll be. I'll be in town. I got to come back early that Sunday morning. Um, but yeah, I'm going to. I'm, I'm going to go see the. I'm going to go see Bears Jets, and I'm going to be hoping that we lose the game 47-44. Yep. <laughs> like that's it. That's that's what it is. So it's, like it or not, that's what the Bears should be doing all right let's move over to this nba real quick because i only got i got i got like 10 minutes tops my bad i gotta go to work gotta go do some work nba really quick the west surprises the utah jazz are at the top along with they're third right now but they're along with portland and the denver nuggets talk to me about those guys how you feel about them what is Danny Ainge going to do? Does he end up blowing it up? Or what, what do we do here with the Utah Jazz who have been playing really well? How do we feel about Portland? You know, we've been rough on Portland for the last five years. Yeah. No, so I'll start with the Denver Nuggets. Saw the Denver Nuggets in person on Sunday. Offensive efficiency. That team is loaded. Um, Michael no Porter. Reason. Michael Porter, yeah. Michael if Porter his back is off. good, was, some bucket. back is good, yeah, that's a big if. Back knee, among other things. But, yeah, when he's playing, he's a bucket. Jamal Murray, top he's back. Um so he's doing his thing, and obviously Jokic. Jokic didn't even have a great scoring game, but watching him just control the floor in person, like that team's going to be good. Utah, obviously, been a ton of fun. Um, same thing with Portland. I think those teams are going to fall a little bit, but 
look, man, we're 15, you know, 15, 16 games in at this point, and those teams are still playing really well. So I think that they are legit. Um, but like I said a couple of weeks ago, some teams are going to rise, right? Like, I don't think Golden State's going to stay in 10th, even though I do think they have a lot of problems. I don't Big think they yeah, I don't think they're going to stay in 10th. Um, and I think the Clippers will start to make a little bit of a run too. But yeah, man, those teams are legitimate, man. Absolutely. Like, I, I, Utah, especially. Yeah, they've been, they, they just are playing really unselfish. Yeah. Smooth the ball, balls moving all over the place. They play the Knicks tonight. Yeah. The Knicks give up the most three point attempts in the NBA. They have in trouble rebounding. That would be a spot I'm looking at on Utah just because just doesn't it's I don't see how they keep up on the offensive end as well. For sure. So stay tuned on that. But I think go ahead. No, I was gonna go to the east, but go ahead. No, I was really quick on the west before we go to the east. People talk about Chris Paul being finished. He's not that important. That Phoenix Suns team is in shambles down the stretch every game when he's not around. They don't know what to do. Devin Booker, he's a pure two, man. Yeah. You can't ask him to run the show and do things. He's just not available for that. That's, That's not, not his does. game. It's not yeah. what he does. So, and when Chris Paul retires, they're going to need to go get someone else to run alongside Devin. That's a pure point guard. I mean, getting a point guard completely changed their entire landscape of their team. So if you're sitting here saying it doesn't matter, this team was – a lottery team before Chris Paul and had the best record in the West Conference after he got there. So if, you, if that's what you say, yeah, you're not watching basketball because of Devin Booker. And that's not a knock on Booker. It just is, it just is who he It's is. just not his game. Yeah. It's like asking it's like asking Vooch to play defense. It's just yeah. not his game. Like, yeah. that's it. It's just, it is what it is, right? So I think that's interesting because there was there was still some flack that, you know, he's he's too old. He's not going to make an impact like he, like he, like he was or, or has his, throughout his career. It's very clear that he still makes a huge impact because they were cruising. Going into the year, it was like, is Phoenix going to be solid still or do we have to worry? They come out and are really good. Even when Aiden goes down, as long as Chris was out there, they were fine. Now Chris goes down, they're struggling. So that's what that is. All right, let's go. Let's go to the East and then we'll get out of here. Or the West. The East, my fault. Yeah, yeah. so my question, so you you said, you know, takeaways or whatever. Um, East is a two man race, right? Like, should we, should we, is just it, like is that, it, huh? Yeah, I, I think, I think that what, because you're looking at Milwaukee, <laughs> I understand they lost last night, have lost their last two, but they still don't have Middleton back, but have overall looked really good. Boston has been a juggernaut. I think offensively, they struck on a historic pace offensively. We both really like Cleveland, but they got some late game stuff that they need to figure out. If you look at their last, they've lost four straight. They've all been close games. Yeah. Um, And it's all been since Garland got back. I think we both are high on the Garland-Mitchell combination, but I just think in the fourth quarter, they got some things that they got to figure out. But you're looking at the Boston and Milwaukee thing. Again, knowing Milwaukee is still missing Middleton, and he's going to be bad. Regardless of how you feel about him, uh, he is a difference maker for their ball club. It's looking like the Boston and Milwaukee show. Yeah, it is. It really is. I, I do want to show some love to Atlanta, but we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. Boston offensively is insane. They are extremely efficient. Tatum has been playing out his mind. I don't want to I don't want to understate how improved Marcus Smart is on the offensive end. Like 
he used to be a don't shoot it, don't do anything, play D, you bring a bunch of energy. They're not gone, but you you said they needed another guy. Bring up bring a bunch of energy type of thing. Yeah. Dude, he offensively is an issue. He's another weapon that they have on the offensive end. So, yeah, I mean, we are they have two dudes that can absolutely score 35 at any moment. And then they go and get Brogdon, and he's adding 14, runs the show. I, I, I love I love Boston on the offensive side of the ball. So, And then, of course, they have a ton of guys that can shoot it. Derek White has been closing games in some situations. They just got a so, lot of guys. Not for the looks. Pritchard, White. Like, you go they, beyond they, those guards. Like, yeah, they got they got a lot of depth. You know what's funny? They need, they need Time Lord back. You know what's funny? Yeah, well, he yes. massively they need time yes. back. They're relying on a lot of Horford. Well, they're relying they're, on a lot of offense. Yeah, they're not they're not getting stops like they they typically would. Their they're just they're terrible. just they're just trying to run people off the floor. They're twentieth in defense last this year, as opposed to being first or second last. Yeah. Year, so, yeah, so they're just trying to run people off the floor, and it's been working because they have so much firepower and are, so, and are so efficient on offense. But yeah, that that's the case. I do want to talk about Atlanta. Well, really quick before I get off of Boston. This is the difference in, in, like, squads, right? So, like, coming into the year, we're like, man, the Clippers are deep. They're deep, but this Boston team is deep and fits. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, everyone is solidified in their role. There's not a lot of question marks on what's the going on. The hierarchy is established. The hierarchy is very established. Boston is deep, and it fits. For example... They know who's going to score, and they know who's going to sit on the wing and hang out and wait. Grant Williams is just going to wait to shoot the ball in the corner. Derek White has been coming in, and when those guys need a rest, Derek White's not afraid to put up shots in big spots. Never, he's shown that. So, but, <laughs> like, but yeah. like he knows, like he's like Derek hey, White will let that spot? fly. Derek White yeah. will let it fly. And Derek White will let shots. that fly. Which so, in his role, because he's not crucial to what they do, when you put him in there. It's like, that's your job, bro. Like, yeah, you can't be scared. You can't right. be scared to take those shots. When we put you in the game, 100% your role is to, is to take and make those shots. And if you can't take them, there's no point in you playing. Yeah. That goes back to the playoffs last year. He was doing the same thing. Doing the we same talked thing. about that a lot. Derek White, not scared, ever. Not scared. So that's the difference between a team like Boston and a team like the Clippers for me. But really quick, before we get out of here, let's talk about the Hawks. Yeah. I was worried on how this was going to work. Is Trey Young and DeJounte Murray going to work? in the backcourt, how do they get this done? How do they do it? And they've been doing it very efficiently is how they've been doing it. Yes. DeJounte Murray is just so fucking efficient with the rock in his hand that it, it almost doesn't matter when Trey starts getting into this bullshit mode where he's just firing up all this garbage and he shoots 30% on the night because DeJounte is just so efficient and keeps shit under control for them. And and you see it, you see it very clearly too. When Trey goes to the bench and DeJounte gets to run this shit with the yep. bench guys, and he's like the real focal he's point. A true point guard, yeah. Yeah, man. They just play really, really well with, with him up top on the bench. And then and then when and then when Trey's not shooting 30% and he's shooting 45, 55%, they look lethal. They're they're yeah. they're really, really fun That's- out in transition. And we talked about it before we got on. Andre Hunter is a monster. Nice. I shouldn't say monster. That's that's too much. But he's very good. Yeah. Plays in his role. Gets a lot of open shots because DeJounte and Trey are getting him the rock. John Collins is still running the four. And then Clint Capella is literally just, put, is just rebounding and putting Clint putbacks Capella up. understands what his role is in this life. Yes. Run no the floor. 
grab rebounds, block shots, slam everything. It's the JaVale yeah. McGee blueprint. It's the Daniel Gafford blueprint. Um, it's, it's funny. I was at uh, Bulls Pelicans and I saw Jackson Hayes on the bench. And I'm like, that's the blueprint that this guy should have followed. If you're one of these hyper-athletic long guys that can run the floor, you'll make hundreds of millions of dollars doing what Capella and McGee and all these guys have done before you. So, yeah, that team fits well. For a team that had a lot of fit issues and has had fit issues over the last couple of years, you're right. DeJounte has come in 100% stabilized, that thing. It gets the ball out of erratic Trey Young's hands, right? You know those games where you just Trey can't be your, your lead playmaker? It yep. gets the ball, and Trey's going to get his regardless. So if anybody was worried when Murray was going to come over that it was going to affect Trey's usage or Trey, Trey, Trey is going to get his shots, trust me. He will no make chance. sure if he's playing minutes, he's going to get his shots. And he will play minutes, so he's going to get his. But to your point, DeJounte stabilizes everything for him. He's a good defender. Takes a lot of defensive pressure off Trey. I think that's one of the biggest things. Yeah, thanks. Uh, he is able to guard those ball handlers on offense, those premier guys on offense, so that Trey doesn't get caught up in that, which allows Trey to fear up his time to do what Trey does best, which is score the best ball and make plays. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. Big Nick the Quick, always bringing the heat, man. Sean Little, Big Nick the Quick, no catch us, Sports Talk v. Chicago. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. We'll see y'all next week.